This is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for his glory. We are talking about worship today, and I have to honestly say this is my favorite episode so far. We really hope you enjoy it, so let's get started. Hi, friends. Hey, guys. This is Kara. This is Amanda. And we're glad that you guys are back with us today as we talk about... Worship. Worship. Why are we talking about a worship? Um, I think it is a common church word, common Christian yeah. word, common word, but definitely used a lot in the church. And I would say misused, but it definitely... Misunderstood? Yes. And it isn't always clearly defined. Yeah. I think in most people's brain, right. when you say worship, probably... I don't think, pops up. Um, like in a church setting, uh, like growing up in the church, anyone ever taught me what worship is? No. I think it's like um, implied, yeah. you know, something that you're just supposed to pick up on yeah. um, as well. you, and sometimes you have like topical, like some churches topically teach what is mm-hmm. worship. And I'm sure there's been many sermons over the years, but. Just like growing up in the church, I don't think anyone ever sat me down and was like, let's talk about worship, what it really is. Well, and I mean, I don't know. Like, I just think you, your brain probably went to, well, you start church with worship. With worship. Yeah. Right? Because worship is singing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Lifting our hands. Yeah. Clapping. Yeah. Doing the thing. Well, there's some people who don't (laughs) like to... Clap or lift hands depends on what mm-hmm. denomination you're in. Some like to or dance, use some like to... musical instruments. Yes, but yeah. it's it's some form of it's. It always seems to be some form of music, musical expression, mm-hmm. almost like a praise through musical expression. Yes. Yeah. Which is typically how it's um, how the term worship is applied. And we're here to tell you that you are wrong if you think that. Oh, <laughs> that was like a stab. You should have saw her face just, when she said that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's why I said, like, um, for people who don't know or haven't, and I think you probably, it's not just that you only think it's in that bubble, but I think we want to expand to help us kind of change our mindset to our everyday life. Right. Worship every day. Mm-hmm. And, and not I, just when I get in the car and have a jam session. Because I'm telling you, like, this oh, girl yeah. can throw down in the car. Especially if my kids aren't in there. Like, I I am hands up. I have had to mm-hmm. coach myself to keep my eyes open while I'm driving. But, right. So, so not that that's bad or wrong. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's great. And, you know, um, just speaking from experience... As I've grown spiritually, as I've matured, you know, I've I've um, learned along the way the different aspects of worship. That it's mm-hmm. not just Sunday morning yeah. praise and worship singing, but yet somehow living out worship, having a heart of worship throughout my daily life is still something that I struggle with daily. I'll yeah. just be completely honest there because it takes thought and it takes intention and it takes um, a certain attitude, right? Yeah. A, a certain mind, I, I say the word mindfulness, but like intention, like of where our heart and mind is. But I also want to speak on, let's briefly speak on singing. Like actually when we do sing on Sunday mornings, what, yeah. I mean, we, we've discussed that that is worship. Yes. It is a part of worship, mm-hmm. but I personally get, um, I'm guilty of singing just because I like to sing right yeah. <laughs> and oh, it, yeah. like it, I'm in my head and I'm like am I matching pitch am <laughs> I <laughs> I am so in my head when I'm doing it but truthfully I'm not worshiping in those moments okay so it's so funny that you said that because today's Sunday yeah. so we um we came together as a body as a church and worshiped mm-hmm. right right okay so I personally am guilty at times of not always being in a worship mood. Mm-hmm. And today was one of those days. My brain was in all different places. <laughs> Distracted. Yes. Yeah. And 
it's, it's happened more than once. Um, after the death of somebody who was really important to me, like I, I remember sharing with our worship pastor, I was like, I'm not going to worship and you can't make me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing and God's just going to have to like it because I don't want to, you know? Yeah. So, um, but anyways, this morning in particular, it just, because I don't want to be that that way. Right. I don't want to, but my brain would, and I'm like ADD to the extreme. It was in all different places. It wasn't just one thing. It was just like all running the gamut of all the thoughts to have. So not necessarily what you're talking about, like thinking if I'm prettier, if I'm, yeah, I do that too. Well, but one. <laughs> no, like my song, if oh, my song yeah. is prettier, if I'm on, like, it wasn't really that. It was just more of, I, cause, cause I'm ADD, so mm-hmm. I can sing and still have a conversation in my mind. It's crazy, <laughs> but I can do it. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Your mind can be in a totally different yeah. place. Right. And sometimes I get, I get, I'm guilty of, I'm just in the moment and I'm enjoying singing, which there's nothing wrong with that. But un, behind the intention of worship, there's something more than yeah. just singing. And, uh, but there is like what, it, so what is, if you're just enjoying it and you're enjoying the song, and because cause I struggled with because what you're saying, because there's sometimes the worship song. Right. It, it I mean, doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't stir up any feelings. Yeah. Right. It's good. It's, yeah. And it's true. Yeah. It, I, I've had, I mean, I haven't, like, it's not something that I'm like, that's not true of God. I can't sing that. And I'm, I have yet to come across anything. Um, Truly, truly, <laughs> that I'm just like, oh no, can't like, sing this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find in those moments where I'm like, eh, I just decide to pray instead, mm-hmm. like sing, but try to focus my mind on. So that's what I did this morning. Yeah. Like, God, rid me of all the thoughts, all the things that are distracting me, and just focus me, focus, focus me. Focus it. Focus me. That's not help me focus. Help focus me focus. my mind. Focus me on you. I don't know, but help me focus on you. Help mm-hmm. me know. Help me just open my heart. Right. Help me. And the next song we sang, I was in it. Right. I was. I was. You know. But you bring up a good point on how often we rely on the emotions mm. and the feelings that music conjure up yeah. because. All genres of music are capable of making us feel certain things. And um, oftentimes we go to church and I think at some point we're all guilty of, we're like, I just didn't really enjoy those songs. And I went to a a women's conference recently and I'll I'll just say, first off, I am very spoiled to a certain level of music production at the church that we've attended. Yes. You know, it's, it's the works. It's, mm-hmm. You know, and it's enjoyable. And so I'm spoiled to that. And I went to a women's conference at a a smaller church that didn't have that level of production. And it was like so noticeable in my brain that, you know, this. like, no, I'm just and it distracted me so much that I had a hard time focusing, like remembering the heart of worship, remembering to why I was there. You know, and so oftentimes we're guilty of basing our worship experience on how it made us feel. Oh, yeah. How, what we got out of it. Well, and you said it when you started, like, manufacturing a moment. So we've we've had this discussion, Mm -hmm. and we've had this discussion with others of, like, lately in church culture, that's what we do, is we try to manufacture a moment. The right Mm -hmm. songs that lead into the message. The right lighting. The right lighting. The, you know, the right voices in the song that make you, like, so I was at another church, and they were singing a song, and I, like, in my bones. But it wasn't, it wasn't the manufacture. Now, the girl that sang it, I could listen to her all day long, but the words of the song hit me so hard. Like that was what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. It was like what I was going through right now. And mm-hmm. it was like, God was saying, I've, right. been, I've been telling you this. Now I'm going to tell you this again. But I, I realized later, like it was, it was their song written by them. And it was, and I was telling my husband that, and he was like, really? Huh? That's interesting. And I was like, yeah. And I, I just 
totally lost where I was going with all of that. But I just think, <laughs> like, the manufacturing is not necessarily wrong. Maybe that's where I was going with it. Cause, because we are... This is this going to go into my education, but some people are auditory, some people are visual, some people are tactical oh, yeah. learners. And so giving somebody something, and I particularly, me personally, I live my life kind of through music. Like I have songs that I hear and they take me back to a moment in time right. and a spot. And that particular song will always take me back to it now. It has meaning to you personally. Yes. Yeah. And there, there are other songs that I can pinpoint to that yeah. I can tell you. When God spoke to me through this. So, I guess what I was trying to say is, like, that manufactured isn't wrong. We're not right. trying to say it's wrong. But what we're trying to do here is kind of investigate and overturn, like, what is feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and what is true worship. Right. And if we're being brutally honest about worship, it's not about what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's not about how you feel when you leave. Yeah. Like, worship is truly all for God. For God. For Him, about Him. And sometimes we leave, like, like, what did I get out of this? Like, how did, Mm. like, you were talking about songs that make you feel a certain way, which is great. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's separate. It can be a part of worship, but it's not needed for worship. Well, so it's funny if I follow Levi Lesko mm-hmm. and I saw this or heard I think it was like a video clip but he said this quote and I just um, it is the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence to men hmm. so what you were talking about like and I never like I was like oh like you have to be in a state of worship to truly be in communication with God Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I felt like was kind of what we were trying to talk about. Like the state of worship that doesn't have to be in song. Right. But because prayer is a state of worship. Mm-hmm. So, but that's how he, that's how he's going to connect right. with us. Because you you think about it, if you're over here thinking ugly well, thoughts or, or being whatever, God's not going to be like, I want to reveal this to you. Like, I don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it it, it it does make sense because worship, I guess let's go into what that was is C.S. worship. Lewis. I don't know if I said who the quote was by. Oh, no, you didn't say it was C.S. Because okay. um, it was something Levi Lesko shared. Yeah, he shared. It was C.S. Lewis's quote, though. But yeah. I guess, like, just the next step from there is talking about what is worship. Okay. Since we've discussed, you know, that it's not about songs and singing and it's not even about how it makes us feel or what mm. we get out of it. What is the what is the heart behind worship? What is the intention of worship? Okay. So, well, I I mean I looked it up because that's what we do here. Yep. You would always trust, yep. so we're probably gonna look up a word. So the definition of worship from Webster's, I think, the feeling of worship, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity, show reverence and adoration for a deity honor with religious rites. So the first one I think was the noun and then the show reference was the verb state of worship. And that can be for a deity. So it's not saying God. Mm-hmm. It's not work like that's not putting it in a biblical sense. Right, this is just the um dictionary definition. Yeah. of worship. Yes. So I went further into articles and it said our worship, our word for worship derives from the old English. I'm going to butcher this. Weird script, weird script. I don't know. It's W E O R D H C I P. So there's no R P E. Okay. So, but that word means worthiness or, uh, meteorite, meteorite, <laughs> So what the article was saying was that there's a problem with the English translation versus what they meant in Greek and Hebrew. So that's where our, um, some of the disconnect came in what we thought about, what we think about worship versus what, when Hebrew 
when the Hebrew people were, were writing about right. worship, there's a disconnect. Yeah, so there's a difference between, and I think that's common in... Um, a lot of words. Yeah, like in, in Hebrew, because um, the Bible Project, which you and I are big mm-hmm. fans of, Tim Mackey, he talks about how there are, there are words in ancient cultures, ancient Israelite culture, um, ancient Hebrew, that do not hold the same meanings of what they do today. Yeah in the 21st century English, Mm -hmm. like they're totally different. Mm -hmm. And um, we were listening to one of their podcasts and just talking about the different definitions and true meanings of words, even in just the first chapter of Genesis for where it changes your whole understanding. Well, yeah. And sometimes they, they put the word, the English word that best fits. Yes. Yeah. Cause sometimes there's not an English word that um, fully encompasses the definition of this ancient Hebrew word. Uh, so they just, this this looks all right. This will fit here, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we have different um, translations. Bible translations because they're all trying to, you know, just do the best fit, trying to Which, make it work. Funny side note because somebody used that as an argument one time. Like, why is it translated in so many different things if, like, the true, if the Bible is really true, then how could they translate it into so many different things? Which is a really simple explanation right there that mm-hmm. shoots that down. But their argument was, you know. It right. Could, there's no, it couldn't be this great thing if it was translated so many different ways. So um, one of the definitions that I kind of found for worship, like a very simplified definition is what is most important to mm-hmm. us is what we worship. And so whatever holds the place of the highest priority in our hearts, that is what we well, worship. Jesus says that in Matthew. Yeah. Which yeah. verse is that? Um, oh, uh, wherever your treasure, your treasure is, is, there will be your heart. Also. Yeah. That's the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, because mm-hmm. I just read it. That's the that only reason it. I know that. <laughs> that same. That's why I... Um, That's weird, reading the same thing. Okay, here it is. 621. Huh? I thought you were going to do this. Uh, Matthew 621, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about... In verse 24, which is interesting, he said, No one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And see, it's funny that, well, you said that and that sparked this because when I was reading it and I knew that we were prepping for this episode that, like, but I have this, like, inner monologue with myself. <laughs> but I, was, I could feel Kara, like, being like, yeah, but he's talking about money. But I'm like, but he's, but so there's so much there because, oh, like, yeah. if you are... Your mind, it, I mean, uh, just keep going with what you were talking about because I feel like it's going to good places, but that's right. it. Like, you can't have... So, that's what the heart of worship is, is mm-hmm. what is most important to you. And so, it's interesting, as you were talking a while ago, I was thinking, what's the first mention of worship in the Bible? And um, the first mention of worship, the word worship used, at least in the English translation, the English word worship, yes. as far as I know, is um, in Genesis 22. Were you going there too? I, well, I pulled. I, well, it's yeah. good because it, I think it. Oh, y'all, we're one brain. This we're is, working today. We're, we're vibing. This <laughs> podcast is going to get very boring when we start just only having the same stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But um, never no, you, uh, we could talk about this because I just thought it was so interesting. So this is the story where God tells Abraham to take his son Isaac, take him up on the mountain and sacrifice him. And I just love the way God words it. He says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. And so Abraham obeys. He gets all his stuff ready. He packs up, takes a three-day journey out into the desert until God takes him to the place. He says, there it is. So um, he puts the wood on Isaac's back and he takes his, what does he take? His fire and something else. Oh, the knife, the fire knife. And then they, they walk up the mountain and Abraham told his servants, um, that he says that are there, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship. Then we'll come back to you. And I find this so funny because I don't think Abraham was trying to deceive them by saying, we're going to worship. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in his mind, he was obeying God and his higher, like later on at the end of the story, 
where, you know, he's going through with it. God stops and says, don't lay a hand on the boy. And then he said, God says, um, because you have done this and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offering as new or your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Um, and then there's something else where he says, oh, okay, if you go back up to verse 12, he says, for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your only son from me. And I feel this was Abraham's worship. God was his highest priority, mm -hmm. even over his son, yeah. and even more so than the promised land that God, like the fulfillment of the promise. Like he believed so much in God's faithfulness and his goodness and obeying God was his highest priority in this moment. Yeah. And at least that's for me, this is what I was like, that's crazy that this is the first mention of worship in the Bible. And it was obedience in this kind of situation yeah yeah i'm sorry i there it's all fuzzy but i i don't know <laughs> where i got it so if i find it it'll be in the show notes so i don't find it then you just have to take my word that it's not from me but it was it was kind of a combination of this of 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 jesus saying you know where your heart should be what what you're worshiping, what you're moving towards, and some of that story. And I don't know if it was my own brain thinking it in the middle of the night. It's a possibility. But they were just saying, like, what do you fill your time with? What do you fill your space with? What does your world revolve around? Mm -hmm. And total conviction here, a lot of my day and, my, and, and time and world is my children. Oh, yeah. So in that particular instance where... He had no hesitation to give up a son mm -hmm. that he had waited years for. It's just like, oh, because I make my everyday life swirl around two tiny people that hold. <laughs> it's a tricky way to say that, but like what what I do for them Granted, is caring for them, loving them. God right. gave them to me to do, but some of my heart and my yearning for them has no, no um, eternal value. Mm -hmm. If if that makes sense, you know. And to use an example, my kids are not old enough yet to use this example. They're not in sports, but that is a big one that people do. You know, all the right. Coaches the right, jerseys the right. So, and I find myself, so my daughter is in kindergarten. So every little learning opportunity and every little thing, it's this push to want her to be so smart and so good. And so, oh my gosh, she could be a doctor. And, she could, and, and so it's so crazy how, how that can be so consuming of, of us. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I haven't really realized it well, until I guess I we think got to this point. There's a disconnect where, um, where the mundane things in life or the um, parenting, all dishes, cooking, cleaning, mm -hmm. all those things, there's a disconnect from where they're just to do things that get done or just a, a big list of stuff that we got to get done through the day mm -hmm. versus doing those things with a heart of worship. Like yeah. we, we can do those things as an act of worship, right? Mm-hmm. Because how we live every single day, no matter what we're doing, we can be worshiping God through those yeah. things. And it's, I think there's a conversation to be had about how do we get there? How do we get from like, I'm just trying to survive and make it through the day versus even if it's a hard day, even if it's a struggle, glorifying God and honoring him through acts of service, through acts of um, sacrificial love, whatever we're doing as we serve our husbands, our children, or we work in our jobs, because many of you have jobs, you know, and how we take these worldly or sometimes like just mundane things and make them worship. Yes, agree. Okay, sorry. There was something that I had just read in this. I didn't, I don't think I copied it over and put it in my notes so I'm trying to find what it was but you were saying it but it connected 
so to that that I thought, oh, we're going to go into verses and stuff, but this part of this article, it says, worship is the response of grateful and humble people to the living God where submission, sacrificial service, praise, profession, testimony, and gratitude are freely expressed in innumerable ways. Mm, that's good. This is a much richer concept than mere than the mere corporate singing and praise once a week for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. an event that could occur without any actual worship going on. It's an event that could, could occur without any actual worship going on at all. Mm-hmm. So, you just, I mean, when you said that, I thought of that, like, that so grateful and humble people to the one living God, like, and so that's a state of, a state of our heart, a state of our mind. Yes. And I always say that, like, it's a mindset, it's a mind shift, it's a heart, heart and It's mind. a heart and mind, because yeah. when your heart shifts, your mind will shift with yes. it. And we, I don't know what episode it was, I think it might have been our last one, but, like, worship was a place that I finally felt like I was getting better at, just in the thought of, I used to do things, <laughs> service was a big one, and I like, it's so crazy to say now that, like, I'm, like, serving is my love language, but serving was a big one that, like, I would do it with a lot of grumbling, a lot mm-hmm. of anger, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, can't these people put their own dirty clothes in their own dirty clothes hamper? Don't, Why do don't I all have moms to? say that? <laughs> I thought that was just thing we're all supposed to say. Okay. It's in the so, manual. But, but the change in the mindset of, of I'm loving them through right. these actions. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't still get frustrated sometimes because my house is a wreck a lot of the times and it's one person cleaning for five people and it gets difficult. Yeah. But changing my mindset of this is my way to love my mm-hmm. family right now mm-hmm. and it won't always be this hard. Right. And and that shift came in, in when I was working in ministry of there were days that I was like, I cannot be in five places at once. Mm-hmm. Like you people need to step it up. <laughs> And get to church, get to servant, because I am only one person. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was mad at people. Like, when they would text in and say they wouldn't be, I was mad. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I was on my way, and I was like, God, I need, something's got to change. Yeah. And what he did was he changed my heart mm-hmm. to see that, like, I'm loving them for him. Mm-hmm. And loving them sometimes is responding back to that text and saying, it's okay. You go take mm-hmm. the time you need. Because... Sometimes that's bigger than them being there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stepping back right. is, is love too. Anyways. Yeah, no, but what you on. just say, said in that um, that article, which mm-hmm. is really good, it kind of correlates with the verse that I found, like, spot on, almost. Like, on just to me, like, in my notes, I put the heart of worship. Yeah. Um, and I'll just read it. It's in Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. It says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. Mm. His people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Yes, and Like amen. all of that yes, is the heart of worship, yeah. right? It comes with humility. He made us. Yep. We are him. It comes with thanksgiving, gratitude thankful not even just for the blessings and the gifts that he gives but just thankful that i'm his i i can say that i'm chosen and i'm his i'm his daughter i get to know him i have the freedom of being saved by grace and just knowing jesus Mm -hmm. christ and knowing the holy spirit um serving him with gladness Mm. which is hard to do (laughs) like you're talking about it goes against human it goes against human nature. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And what's the, the verse in the New Testament? I can't think of what it is, but it, in, in everything you do, whether you eat or drink, um, do it. I'm going to have to look for it. When it's talking about Christian liberty. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Mm. Doing it for His glory and serving others. As though we're serving God. Well, and it goes to this place of like, how do I glorify God when I'm doing laundry? One of the most helpful books that have helped change my mindset 
and it's not the easiest read, but I still, I love it, which is Anne Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah. Mm. Yes. That I is... just started rereading The Broken Way. Her, uh, writing style yes. is so... I, I call it poetic. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's, um... It's unlike anybody else I've ever read before. It's yeah. good, but it's one of the... Her writing style, I have to slowly read it mm-hmm. and sometimes reread it. It definitely but, is not one I do on Audible very well. And y'all <laughs> no. know me. I love my Audible. You really have to focus on her words. Yeah. But in, in the book, she talks about gratitude and thankfulness and um, finding tiny, the smallest of little gifts that God gives us throughout the day. And just in doing so, how that changes our hearts, how that changes our mindsets. I remember one time, and I don't do this every time, so let's just be honest here. But I try, like doing laundry, I think I, I'm just thinking of how thankful I am to have a husband, to have children that I get yeah. to wash their laundry. I'm like, you think about, um, the little bodies that have worn these clothes and yeah. what they did wearing these clothes, what they were yeah. rolling in the dirt putting <laughs> rocks and race cars in their pockets. Yeah. The other day I pulled three little race cars out of three different pairs of pants. <laughs> I missed one and it was in the dryer banging around. You're like, wait a <laughs> second. I, I love when that happens. You're like, wait, what? That's when you what know you're a mom noise? of a boy. I didn't think that there was anything in there. Yes, I didn't put or shoes it's, in there. it's rocks or yeah. something. But just, um, just... I think it takes sometimes, which is hard to do. I'm not saying it's easy to do every day, but slowing down yeah, and just being grateful and thankful in those moments. Well, and you're right. I mean, that that's why I say that it was something that I've learned to do a lot better because I, you get so easily frustrated if you're a mom at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially mom of, of little ones, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't really do any task without some kind of interruption. Oh, yeah. And my my six-year-old is at an age, or well, she's almost six, um, of, look at me. Are you looking? <laughs> and, and yesterday yeah. I and was... And they jump in the air, do nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, yesterday I was, um, I was reading my Bible, and they were playing, and, you know, you know, you... We as moms, we talk to them, but we're not looking at them. Mm-hmm. And she, Mom, are you looking? Mom, are you going to look? Are you going to watch? Because she's like, Mom, watch me do this. And I was like, okay. She goes, but are you going to look? And I was like finishing a word. I was going right. But I was finishing a sentence or whatever. And um, so, no, but it is, it's, and that's, that was reflective. And I think I posted on our social media yesterday. It's like, sometimes we anticipate it being a certain thing. And I think that's kind of what worship has become we anticipate it being this thing, this ha moment when actually it's just it's it's a gratitude. It's an it's an absorbing um the moment mm-hmm. that he has made. Yeah. You know? That uh sorry. No, go ahead. That <laughs> the Psalms that you read, my mind, this is my any of my old school church kids but my mind went to this is the day this is the day that the lord has made that the lord has that like it's not silly but it it is in like that's what we should be doing Mm -hmm. we should be reflective of he woke you up he gave you breath he has given you everything around you, your circumstances. And I'm telling you, I'm speaking this from a moment of my family and I are in a season of hardship Mm -hmm. and I have, I can wallow in it, which I did for a little while, or I can look and I can say, okay, God, even though it's difficult, I'm going to look at the small things that you've given me. And I don't know why I keep doing that. I keep flinging my arm out. (laughs) Like you can see it. (laughs) You can't. But I can look at the things I can look at the beauty of your creation, right? the splendor of what you have done in and around me, through me. I can look back at when things were, ugh, and I can see that, you know, I, I prayed so hard. I mean, I'm somebody who got married later in life and who, you know, didn't know if it was actually going to happen. And so I think of those moments when I'm, 
desperate for some silence and some alone time because my kids are climbing the mm-hmm. curtains. Yeah, right? well, every, it seems like every season we end comes with its own hardships. Yeah. And I have to remember that I used to sit You prayed for this, yeah, right? Yeah, I used to sit in an apartment completely alone and cry myself to sleep because I hadn't talked to a single soul that day. And now you're never alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the irony, it's right? It's how it works out like that. Um, but no, I, yeah. I, um, you said something a while ago and it, it reminded me of, um, a study that I did a while back and it was talking about spiritual, spiritual disciplines and it, anyways, it was just talking about the simple fact of going throughout your day and acknowledging God. Mm. And because how often are we driving down the road or doing the dishes or doing laundry and we're off in our heads thinking about the to-do list or thinking about more laundry, more dishes, or we're just thinking about whatever, you Mm -hmm. know? And then I think part of worship is when you wake up in the morning, you acknowledge God. Mm -hmm. Good morning, God. Thank you for waking me up. I praise your holy name for you are good and wonderful. Um, Thank you for allowing me to know you and waking me up, you know, just acknowledging him. Throughout the day, I know, like, it's hard to constantly have a focus on God. Like, we're human. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, God, for your patience and your understanding of our human nature. Mm-hmm. But um, as you're going through these little mundane things throughout the day, that we can just stop and remember him and re- and maybe take a moment to praise him for whatever you're doing. Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. So no. Well, what you were saying, this, this, the focus, and I mean, we've talked about it. It's a mind shift, shift is heart shift. So two things on that thought process was that, like, the laundry piling up again. There was a thing that uh, passed around on Facebook, and it was a a woman who was talking about like her her husband's socks. They were always on the floor, and then one day he died. Mm-hmm. And there were no longer socks on the floor. And how much she missed the socks on the floor. Yeah. And that really hit me and kind of changed because my husband's socks are always on the floor. <laughs> I don't know why they don't make it to the basket. But that's the one thing that I'm like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, but that is such a, a thought shift to think about, would you miss it if it wasn't here? Would you miss the laundry if you didn't have it? Would you miss the noise if you didn't have it? Mm-hmm. What God has given you, would you miss it? Well, then thank him for it. Mm -hmm. And if you can't think of something to thank him for, ask him. Like you were saying, you wake up in the morning, you go and you, you know, thank you for this day. And God, remind me as I go throughout my day to thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. give me places to see where Mm -hmm. I can and thank you and praise you. And this is a total side note, but it's a little application tip for you if you, if you so desire it that I started in my prayer time to try to praise him first. And mm-hmm. and when I say praise him, I really mean praise him, not thank you for giving me this. Right, because that's thanks, right? Yes. Giving thanks, that's Thanksgiving, which is a different thing. Yes. Right. But just acknowledge God's character mm-hmm. and who he is Yes. versus who he is to me or what he has done for me. Yeah. Versus what he gives you, what he's done for you. And those are, that's not, not we should say those things too. Yeah. But praise is one of those things where I think, um, it's kind of left out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was you or I was something convicted me of that. And, um, if you're one of those people who struggle with that, because sometimes it's hard to find the words Mm -hmm. because you're like, uh, I praise you, God. Let me figure out what I'm praising you for. <laughs> no, like we want to praise, but um, the book of Psalms, mm. yep. that is read it, read it, reread mm-hmm. it, because that is the book where it, um, most of it, I want to say is praise. Yeah. Um, Words of praise. And that is my go-to. I, I mean, like when I'm praying, I pull from that basically, yeah. because that has taught me a lot about how to praise, what to say when I'm praising God praising his faithfulness, praising his um, enduring love, his patience, his goodness, his sovereignty. You know, there's so many characteristics we can praise him for or whatever, like, um, is bothering me, whatever's troubling me. Um, Sometimes it's just the state of the world Mm. and the chaos and the mess that it's in. 
I praise him because he is good and he is in control. Yeah. He is sovereign. I was say that. His control, a lot of my praise lately has been that he, he has created this, you know? Yeah. Like he, he had a plan for this when he made this. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, yes, total diversion of topics we could go into. And I will like, so that, yeah, it's just a total application tip. Go to Psalms. Go. I mean, you can go to popular praise music. Mm-hmm. A lot of those songs are based on oh, yeah. verses that praise him. And I mean, the other day I literally was writing, you're such a good father. Like yeah. you are such a good dad. You are mm-hmm. such a dad who cares for his children. Right. So well. And that's the thing. Like you don't have to have big fancy words, right? No. I think we get caught up in these big fancy words sometimes, especially yeah. when you've been in the Christian circles long enough, oh, you yeah. catch on to them, in which there's nothing wrong with that. But for those who are like, I don't know what to say, yeah. what you were just saying, you're a great dad. Yeah. I mean, hello. I got that. You're a good, good You're father. a great God. You are. You know, like it can Amen. be simple as long as it's from the heart yeah. and, and you I, mean it. I found once you kind of start, it's almost like it, it opens flows. A, yeah. It opens a floodgate is, and your mind starts going to other things. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but something that I think we've both picked up and I have recommended it to so many people. I just started a prayer journal mm-hmm. nothing fancy i have done a prayer book that somebody like led i'm you can go on youtube you can find oh, different yeah. things and they have YouTube? all the things what did i say youtube did i say youtube you said youtube yeah you can go on youtube and there's oh. videos of women oh like, videos okay yeah. i thought you meant like to go buy one because you can buy some too oh yeah you can buy like, the actual prayer yeah, journal i have a gratitude journal i've never used it i, I think i got i don't know anyways which I pulled it out and I was like, I should use that or I should just give it away because I'm probably not going to use it. (laughs) But what, I don't know what hit me one day, but I just got a notebook and I just started writing down Mm -hmm. the prayers. Now I'll be honest, I don't do it every single day. I I really, when I started, it was my commitment to, to open it every day, but I don't always, but I have used that God put so on my heart that I was, prayer wasn't something I was making a priority. Mm Mm-hmm. And now my, my defense was, oh, but I pray like, I, you know, I say those little prayers all day, you know, I'm like, God, why is it like that? God, but I'm having a conversation with him. I don't feel like I'm coming to him in reverence and awe of who he is. So well, that was sometimes that. I try thought in mind, like when we throw up those little prayers to God, it's kind of like, we're just throwing up a sticky note to God. Like, here, God, <laughs> here you go. Could you handle that? Please? Yeah, here you go. Like, a, but it's g- not really a conversation. Yeah, in those you moments. haven't heard from me today. Here's. Right though, because shout out. you said conversation, but it's not. You're yeah. just like I'm throwing this up to you, God. You, you here you go. Here's another one, and and I I get it. I'm not saying that's wrong because that's another way we acknowledge God yeah. throughout the day. But if that is our primary, the way we primarily pray, mm-hmm. are these tiny little moments of I'm just throwing hey, this to you, way. God. Yeah. yeah, then you're missing out on what prayer can be, mm. what it's meant to be, what's supposed to be, and. Yeah. So this notebook that I started is nothing fancy. I literally write the date and I say, dear Lord or dear God or dear father. Yeah. And I just go. And like I said, I've tried, I've gotten in the habit of starting with praise him first. And that Mm -hmm. I mentioned it in another episode with the book that I'm reading by Francis Chan. And he was like, I just want you to stop and think if you have praised God today at all. Mm. Yeah. Because we start doing a lot of pointing at other people, thinking of other things. And if we are in a heart and a state of worship, if we're in a heart and eyes that are always focused back to the Father and what He is and who He is and what He's done and and everything about and for Him, then the problems of the world become less. Oh, yeah. The other things become less. And, mm-hmm. and, and I have. I found myself that when I get to all the stuff, I don't even really have a lot to say. I'm just like, God, I know you already know. <laughs> yeah. And I lift these up to you and I give them to you. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I have to fully write out like, I've taken it back. I need to give it back to you. We're going to do right. this again. I'm so sorry. And I, acknowledging my own sin in that. I'm not saying that I just only praise him. But right. it's crazy how... It's different. Once you shift your mind to how great he is, all of your stuff seems like... Well, and I think... Not um, so much. You know, I think there's something special to prayer journaling Mm. because really the book of Psalms 
are mini prayers. Yeah. And, and I think that's why they're so powerful. Like I, auditory or prayer or just praying within your mind and your heart, those are wonderful, good things. And those are great spiritual disciplines to have, but something about putting pen to paper mm-hmm. is totally different because you started doing that. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And <laughs> I'll, I'll honestly say it was a rough start because <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I can go on forever, God. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm really trying to be intentional in my prayer time, like even just like speaking it out, like yeah. or in my mind, I may be there a while. Yeah. And I'm like, if I try to write this all down, God, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> well, and sometimes I say more in my head than I write, than I write out. Yeah. Um, but I, but it's just funny because I, I feel like there's just something different about it that it's really changed my prayer life yeah. and grown me in certain ways. Um, I do, sometimes I write three pages. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I write a paragraph. Yeah. And it's not always the same, but I, I kind of look at it as I'm writing a letter to God. That's kind of my, um, the way I do it, my format, my layout, is I'm just writing a letter to God. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to make it very personal, very real. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, like one time I did it, and it was just praise. Like, it, yeah. God laid it on my heart, and it it flew out. It ro- you know, just, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I'm not going to lie, most of the times it's what I'm struggling with, what I really need. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is it's a, um, I think, a very helpful tool in um, spiritual growth and, and really, and worship, too, because that's what we're talking about, because we've talked about prayer. We've talked about um, serving, serving, uh, praise. We talked about yeah. praise, like all of these Things are aspects of worship, yeah. and which I think it's so interesting because we just um, naturally moved into these these mm-hmm. aspects of worship. But In our know. discovery of, of what it is, and so I'll go back to it, so, as submission, sacrificial service, praise, profession, testimony, and gratitude are freely expressed. So... <sighs> I don't know. And some of the verses that I pulled, I'm trying to think now where I was going with them. But um, I don't know. One I, that has stuck, we just, what, did we read Philippians or did I read no, Philippians? No, we didn't read, or we oh. have not read Philippians. Okay, just kidding. Then I read it. Um, no, it is Ephesians. Because we did just, <laughs> we read Ephesians not too long ago in our small group, right? <laughs> okay. Anyways, Ephesians 5.2. And walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself for us an offering, a service to God as a fragrant um, aroma. And it's one of those ones in our culture today, when you think about yourself, and there's another one where Paul says, like, being poured out as an offering. Mm-hmm. And it's these things that you're like, that sounds weird, sounds funny, a fragrant aroma. But when you look back to the Old Testament, they offered sacrifices yeah. that were pleasing to God, were mm-hmm. a fragrant aroma. It was part of their worship, right? Yeah, it was part yeah. of their worship. And so, I don't know, I've just been coming back to that, like, is my life pleasing to God? Yeah. Well, and, and everything you're saying reminds me of Romans 12, 1 through 2, where it says, Paul says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, Holy and pleasing to God, this is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Mm, So good. It's just, it's a lot bigger than just what we say or do. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, we've discussed it's a lot more than what we sing on Sunday mornings. Yes. It's a lot more than how it makes us feel. Mm. Yeah. Actually, it's not even about what it makes us feel. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, the transforming of your mind. Like, and that's what, I mean, I feel like that kind of circles back to where we were going. Like, it's a heart and mind posture. Mm Mm-hmm. And read read the Psalm 
the verses and psalms that you had again? Psalm 100, yeah. 1 through 5. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Okay, hold on. Serve the Lord with gladness. Okay. So I just, because I, I kind of want to think about it. You want to break like, it down? Yeah, break it down. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with. Okay. Which is an attitude, right? Yeah, because what, well, I mean, so I'm going to play like. You going to say devil's advocate? <laughs> uh, no, not really that, but just like, like if you just, you read it, you think, well, I don't work for God. Like I, okay. I'm not in church. Mm-hmm. I'm not in ministry. I don't work for God. So what does that mean? Unpack mm-hmm. that. What does that mean? How do I serve God? Well, as we, I mean, like everything we do, yeah, we do for Him. Yeah, right. Like we read that verse um, in First Corinthians: "Whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God." Mm-hmm. So, whether we're serving our husbands, we're serving our children, we're serving our jobs. Everything we do, we can do for the glory of God. Okay. So, in serving God with gladness, as hard as it is, mm. having an attitude change, an attitude shift, which is a process. Let's just be honest. It's not oh, like yeah. we wake up one day and we all go to work happy and glad yeah. and we scrub yeah. toilets and do yeah. dishes with gladness. Exactly. And so it's a process, but um, I think it just begins... Um, with humility and asking God to help you change your mindset, change your attitude, that he would give you a heart of thanksgiving and a heart of gladness to serve him. Yeah. I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. And to hear that everything you do, no matter how small, no matter how mundane, you were saying that earlier, you know, especially stay-at-home moms get this in this kind of yeah. like ruddy feeling of, of not doing stuff. But I, I, from somebody who has had a professional working life too, you sometimes look around at your job and you're like, what does it matter? Like, does, it does anything matter. I do matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and you, or you get prone to like, I'm just going to cut this corner because nobody really cares anyways. But, right. but if you, if what I do at work is working for him, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't do it. To the best of my ability for right. him. What's that verse that says work as though working for the Lord? Uh, Colossians 3. Oh, look at you go. I think uh, it's it's <laughs> because I need it. <laughs> You're like, that's one that I have because to write Because it's something I have to myself. remind myself of. Here it is. Colossians 23. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not yes. for people. Knowing that you will receive the reward. The reward of an inheritance from the Lord, you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And then right before it, it says, don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Mm -hmm. So it's a heart posture, right? Mm -hmm. As whatever we do, we fear him as in like we have reverential awe of him and who he is. And we know ultimately that he has placed us where we are for a reason. Yep. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're working through at the drive-thru at McDonald's. Yep. You were there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And whatever you're doing, you can use that to the glory of God. Which then flows into, like, the gospel. You know, how do, how do people know that Jesus... How do, you, how do people know that God resides in you if you're not working for him? Right. You know? Well, and, like, each one of us as believers, we're ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. So... What we do matters. Yeah. How we live matters. How we mm-hmm. act, how we speak everything we matters. Say, everything. Yeah. And so... Um, taking it further, but that's just... Right. Yeah. And I think in this verse, in the Psalms 100, it's talking about the heart behind it. Yeah. Because you can do all the right things, but your heart can be ugly. Right? Yes. Your heart can be in the wrong place. So let's move on to the next part of it where it says, um, sing, come before him with joyful songs. Which we kind of know that part, right? That yes. part's easy. We do that Sunday morning, and we do it in our cars, jamming to Air One or or what's the other one? Uh, Caleb. Rit, Rit, or Caleb, yeah. Caleb, Air One, or Pandora, or whatever. Yeah. I do Pandora a lot, Pandora worship. Well, music is a big, mu- well, yeah, when we started, we said music's oh, yeah. probably the... that's. I feel like I, that's yeah. a lot of people's go-to, and, and that's okay. Make like, a that's, noise. It doesn't, it doesn't have I to think God it. uses music in wonderful mm-hmm. ways. The next one is acknowledge that the Lord is God mm. and just acknowledging him, which we did talk about. Yeah. And I think it's honestly one of the most simple things you can do throughout your day. 
It's just to acknowledge it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it in your day in your life. It should be one of the first. Priority? Yeah. This isn't to put conviction on because, again, I posted something on social media the other day. Like, we get in the habit of beating ourselves up for it not being the way it's supposed to be. And I I don't at all subscribe to a legalistic culture. But... But like I said earlier, the more you focus on him, the more you acknowledge him and who he is and his character, the less everything seems to matter. Not right. things, but but yeah. Well, let me, let's be honest. The world is yeah icky lately. Well, and I'm 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 gonna say this in love and a little hum- a lot of humility because mm. I'm just gonna say it right now. This is not something that I practice as I should. But as believers, God should be the first thing and the last thing that we acknowledge and on our hearts every oh, single yeah. day. Like first thing in the morning, good morning, God. Yeah. It, it can be simple. It don't have to be deep. Yeah. And the last thing at night could be a thank you or it could just be, I love you, God. Yeah. I love you. Thank good night. You. Yeah. And I know our minds wander and nobody expects perfection, but just try to remember to do that. She's talking about me. <laughs> well, not even you. <laughs> me too, because I mean, like, I don't know about you, but I wake up and I'm a zombie first thing in the morning. Like, I'm just trying to not walk into a wall. <laughs> well, we've talked about the Bible recap. Um, uh, I cannot re- remember her name. What's her name that does the Bible recap? It's an R. Huh? R? Rebecca? No. No. It does? I don't know. Um, I'm going to find it because Tara Lee Cobble. Tara Lee Tara Cobble. Lee Cobble. Okay. Anyways, so I found her by listening to her on another podcast and she was starting this. She does a daily Bible recap. She reads through the Bible chronologically and recaps it there on the podcast. If we haven't, I feel like we've talked about it, but we'll link it. It's another, it's a great place. But she's was going through how she does it and she says she starts... She starts the Bible app. She plays plays it out loud as soon as she wakes up. And she's, I mean, she's like, I'm brushing my teeth. And, like, I can't fully hear it. But, like, it's there. Because she was like, I want the first thing in my head is God's word in the morning. Mm. Like, the first thing to hit my ears is that. Yeah. And a whole the conviction. Because, like, y'all, I go to the potty and I sit there and I'm, like, scrolling. Scrolling. Sleepy yeah. eyes scrolling through Facebook because, like. Well, I mean, that's just, you've seen me without coffee, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I take, like, I need a long moment. It's not a moment. I need like an hour in the morning just to wake up. Like I sit down, I'm drinking my coffee. My kids are like, mom, I'm hungry. I'm like, you're gonna have to wait. (laughs) Mama's drinking her coffee. Mama, I'm out of chocolate milk. You're gonna have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're defrosting. Like, hold on. (laughs) This is mom time. And so... I feel you there, too, because there's conviction in there, too, where um, it should be the first. Like, Mm -hmm. not only should God be the first thing in our mind, his word should be the first thing we consume Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. Not social media, not our emails, not our texts, not the news. Um, No, listen, I wake up and work out. Like, so that's one of those you're like, oh, but I and I struggle with that because, like, I really want to. I my time with God is like, I want to. Yeah, you want to be like, yeah, yeah, and it's hard to do that. in the morning, I I did this thing one time called the fives, and it was this thing that this ministry, she had a ministry, but she would appoint these leaders and have these little groups in in different areas of the United States. So, like, the bundle that we had were, like, Amarillo, Fort Worth, Andrews, Midland, Odessa, kind of. But the the late the girl would text, "Hey, good morning. It's time for." And we would wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness! And there was like something that we all kind of would read in community together or read, whatever. I think the second time I did it, I I was doing a totally different study. I was like, I'm doing my thing because. But it was devoting that time. Anyways, <laughs> towards the end of it, I'd get to like five thirty. And I'm, like, shutting my Bible and laying my head down on the Bible. And my husband would come in and he's like, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. And I'm like, oh. Because, and I'm like, is this fruitful? Like, right. But just well, the conviction of, I mean, her her thing was, although I'm not in a state of listening and absorbing, it's, it's being put oh, in there. Well, let's just say, 
the word has power. Yeah. Whether or not we're acknowledging it in, yeah. it in that moment or mm-hmm. like in the right mindset to receive it, the word has power. Yeah. Spoken, read, um, written, well, the written word, like it all has power. And so, um, you know, we're talking about, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't wake up early to read the Bible. I wish I was a morning person, but I'm not. I'm a night owl. And so <laughs> more often than not, my Bible study time is at night when everybody goes to bed. Yeah. But um, even just reading one verse in the morning mm-hmm. or a good resource that I've used in the past is called The First Five. It's an app from Proverbs 31, I yeah. believe. And um, they go to the books of the Bible and you read like a couple chapters out of the Bible and there's like a small lesson each day and you get a video at the end of the week. Anyways, it's a good resource to have for just five minutes in the Word in the morning because that was the whole premise and the point of that app was just getting the Word first thing in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So. We went off. We did. Let's okay. And then, okay. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Yeah. So you are His. Yeah. You belong to Him. What you do matters because you are his. Right. And I think that also goes with just like the the biblical fear of God. Mm. Remembering whose you are, but also um, what, where we stand. You know, like that humility, that. He is in control. You're right. Like he's still God. Yeah. And just like submitting, like I am his. Um, the sheep of his pastor and then also entering his gates with gates with thanksgiving and courts with praise which we talked about yeah you know just finding those little things to be thankful for Mm. and moments of praise whether in prayer or in writing but just praising him for who he is praising his character and um yeah all the things that we love about his heart and lastly uh give thanks to him and bless his name Mm. And that is worship. That is worship. I, I think so. Like, yeah. that's such a great summary, I feel like, of the yeah. heart of worship. So, we hope that we've given you some... Something to think about. Yeah. Maybe some things you didn't know. Yeah. Um, maybe just some work you need to do. Mm-hmm. Again, we, we're this, we never come from the place of... We've got it figured out. Yeah. But it really has, I've noticed in me, this change in, in what I, what I, what I allow in Mm -hmm. to, but also just that awareness of where does my heart go? You know, we talked about that. You can't serve two masters wherever your, your heart is, there's your treasure. Or wherever your treasure is, your heart will be also. Sorry. You had it. You had it. Um, but yeah, if he holds, if he holds your heart, if he holds right. everything that is near and dear and important to you, if there, there's your focus. If, if you're running the race for the world, then it's not, it's not the same. Yeah. And so. I think, um, and that one thing at the beginning where it's talking about what you value the most is what you worship. Um, so maybe reflecting on like you were saying where your heart is like what we what are you holding on to what are you valuing what is your priorities in yeah. life and because I feel like personally so many some so often that has humbled me and made me realize that the object the of my worship mm. has not been God mm. he has not been my everything and I think God has enormous patience with us mm-hmm. as human beings. Oh yeah, he does. Because if you read the scripture, it's a very patient God. Um that that is a theme through scripture, broken people who God still loves and redeems and works through them and um encourage it's encouraging to see that. Yeah. But uh yeah. Well, we're so grateful you're here. Yeah. And I just want to leave you that it's been running through my mind. So I feel like if it's still there, I should say it. So this is just something silly. And the church, the church kids that used to go to Sunday school know what I'm talking about. But it shows the small town that I came from. We used to go to a camp and our music teacher would wake us up. And I, my, my camp girl, any kids that have gone to camp with me since then and my own 
14 year old can tell you that I, she would come in and she would sing rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. And it's, you know, it's from the God told Noah to build him an arky arky. No, I don't know that one. You don't? No, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, at the end it's rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. And so that's just been going through my mind that like we were just talking about that first thing. So what will you do every day is you're going to wake up and you're going to give him glory. Right. That is your worship. Just to glorify him in all that you do. Yeah. Like, how is this going to, how are, how is this going to change you moving forward? Yeah. You know? How are you going to give him the glory? Go and give him the glory. That's right. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here with us today. We truly hope that our words spoke to you, that God moved in your heart. That's our prayer every time we hit record. If you did enjoy it, if you got something out of it, we would love it if you'd hit that subscribe button and stick around for more. And if you liked it, we really, truly appreciate you going and writing a little review. That helps tell the platforms that we're here. That helps push us out to more people so we can grow our community. Also, if you don't mind, passing along to somebody that you think would benefit from this podcast. Um, we we want to grow this community and um, we need your help. And with that, we hope that you'll go over to Instagram and Facebook, find Grit for Glory and follow along with us. We like to um, post verses, encouragement, funny reels, just silly things, um, and just grow our community there. We're there to pray for you. We're there to encourage you. And um, again, we just so appreciate you being here with us. We're going to have another episode out next week. So make, you co- make sure you come back and listen. Have a great day. <laughs>